Welcome to The Luxentis Show, where I share tips on how to create and lead successful people-centric organizations. Hi, I'm Jocelyn Moriners, CEO of Luxentis, a leadership and team training company offering at-your-pace online courses and implementation-style workshops. Make sure to check out our website for available courses and download the top five reasons businesses struggle to attract and retain top talent and what to do about it. Now it's great when we get lots of time to dig into a problem before having to choose a solution to implement. I love it. Except that in my experience, it rarely happens. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in my experience, leaders usually have to make decisions while still pretty much processing incoming information. More than once, I have found myself having to stop and refocus because my mind was wandering off in analysis land in the middle of a meeting. So, <laughs> what process? Could we follow if we wanted to do a rapid risk forecast? Well, the first thing we could do is ask ourselves four simple questions. Ask ourselves what could go wrong. Make a nice list of what could go wrong. Think all the things, what could go wrong. Then consider what is the likelihood of these specific things happening. Then ask yourself, what would be the consequences if these things were to happen? And then consider what is the level of impact of these consequences? Because if you have something that is likely to happen, and the consequences are low, then okay, is it really something that extremely risky that you need to address right now? That, that would be to consider. But if it's something that maybe is less likely to happen, but the consequences are dire, like it would shut down the business, your clients would hate you, you would lose all your income, yeah, that's something you want to look at and come up with a solution right now. <laughs> so think about those four questions and weigh how the various consequences impact the business, the clients, the team members, morale, all those things. Find cash flow. <laughs> that's a big one. So yeah, consider all those things. Something to consider when you're doing this exercise, when you're doing this, this rapid risk forecast. As much as possible, don't do it alone. Because if you're just by yourself, I mean, as amazing as you are, I am sure, you still have your own perspective, right? And we try to think about the various perspectives, but it's still coming from one mind. So if we have someone else that has knowledge of the issue, it will likely help provide us with extra perspective because it's a different brain. So even if the person is, is similar to you, hopefully they're not, but if they are, 
then it's still a person with a different perspective and they'll have different thoughts. And that could really help come up with, oh, well, you you didn't think about this consequence or the impact, this particular impact. So it's great to have that person there to have that extra perspective. Worst case, let's say you don't have someone who really knows the topic and you're really kind of the only person who does. You could still get someone to talk to. And you might be like, well, what's the point of that? Well, interestingly, and this is something that I was exposed to uh, in the world of software, it's rubber ducking or rubber duck debugging. And it's actually a method that they were using to debug code by talking about it. And so they would just talk about, okay, here's my problem. Here's what I'm trying to solve and I'm struggling with blah, blah, blah. And it was in the explaining of it that frequently an idea would come out. And apparently this came from the book, uh, The Pragmatic Programmer. And it was a story about how a programmer would carry around an actual rubber duck (laughs) and would be talking to the rubber duck and going line by line with the code, trying to debug it. And apparently that was extremely helpful. And that general concept kind of stayed. And so even if you have someone else, just even someone who isn't directly involved, just talking to them about it, talking about taking them through the four questions that I mentioned earlier, that could be hugely helpful because it's kind of forcing you to verbalize it. I am not sure why it works, but it does. There's something about when you have to actually get it out and explain it that your brain synthesizes it differently for some reason. And uh, that's extremely helpful. So other than not doing it alone, asking the four questions, not doing it alone, the last one would be be present when doing the exercise. That's actually really hard. It sounds silly, but it's not. Because as, as leaders, that's what we're doing, right? We're trying to come up with solutions. We're assessing the risks. We're trying to figure out consequences. We're trying to be, okay, how do we prioritize this thing? And so there's a lot going on in our minds. And so I know I'm I'm the first one who's guilty of doing this. I mean, how many times I mentioned it at the beginning of this, that how many times have I had to to like stop? I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I've actually gone into analysis land. I'm no longer listening to what they're saying because my mind's already trying to solve the problem. Or as I'm listening to them talk, my mind all of a sudden, okay, I have this question, this question, this question. Oh, let's, and then I'm trying to say three things at the same time. And so trying to focus on being very present and just thinking about that one thing at a time. It's harder than it seems. It really is. But uh, start, uh, start by listening, like really, really listening and trust that your brain will still be formulating solutions. There's something about, even if we're listening, like our brain is still doing it. It's still processing the information. It's still trying to come up with solutions. And so when you just, just focus, your brain's still doing its thing. And what I found actually was pretty cool is that in being super focused on what the team is telling me, or, you know, in doing this exercise, really listening to other points of views, it almost frees uh, other parts of my mind to do its thing. And then I will hear what they're saying differently. 
Like it will sound differently than if I were trying to process information and come up with solutions at the same time as they're talking. So really try to focus and be present in that conversation. Now, of course, the nature of some situations will require a lengthier, more thorough examination. This quick thing is not for every solution, every problem, every time you need, hey, I need to do a risk assessment. Yes, let's do this. No, 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 no. That like this is for things that you just need a quick risk forecast when you don't need the whole, the whole big involved research. Because you know what? Like frequently doesn't, of course, depends what field you're in. <laughs> but for the most part, right, you can use this type of quick risk forecast. And it's really appropriate to to use it. Of course, use your judgment. So when it's appropriate, try the exercise. It really works. I found that I, I've certainly come up with some really great solutions by following that that quick risk forecast. And I would think that you would see some similar results. And one of the things as well is that when you start using that, the answer to those questions that I mentioned really could change your own approach as well. And it might provide an even more strategically sound solution. So give it a shot. I hope this episode helped generate ideas and potential solutions. If you know someone who could use this message today, please make sure to share it with them. And if you're feeling particularly generous, why not rate and review wherever applicable? I'd really appreciate that. So thank you for listening and let's all continue working on creating and leading successful people-centric organizations.